We respectfully acknowledge the past, present, and emerging traditional owners of the land of the indigenous people, the traditional custodians of the land where this podcast is recorded, and pay respects to their culture and identity, which has been bound up with the land and sea for generations. Yeah, you can do that. Well, I think, um, like, the first thing I wanted to do when we got back from local job, because Badi and I became very close. Like, I knew him briefly in Unilag, because, like, immediately I saw him at the camp, where we served in Lockwood, I was like, Unilag, like, because I'd seen the face, or maybe we had gone to like one party together, but we're not really close friends. But like, before I came back from Lockwood, I was interested in like starting like a clothing business. But my clothing business, I was trying to target um, Christians and holy teas. What? Holy teas. Holy teas. Yeah, like yeah. Holy Spirit, like Holy T-shirts, Holy Tees. Yeah, 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 got it. Yeah. And the whole idea was that I was going to create a website where like people, like, like if you were very, very passionate about like a web, like a Bible verse or anything, you could just go into that web, like that website, type in that Bible verse, and then we'll find a way to customize that verse on the team. You could wear it around and proclaim and whatever it is you believed in. Like, I even wrote down the plan. I was looking for someone to sew the t-shirts and everything. But somewhere along the line, I think I just lost interest in it. Then I, I was actually then thinking of, like, starting, like, a restaurant also. Like, that would be serving, like, very niche dishes. And then, like, um, like our take on some um, some drinks also. Like, we're going to mix, do, like, a mix of, like, local drinks and, like, um, the normal drinks also, like the hennies and the rest. And then we'll find a way, like, to create, like, cocktails for it and just host like parties but once again i stopped that i feel like the only thing sorry i think someone was trying to speak us it's your voice it's your voice i think someone's phone is doing something that makes people's voices echo yeah, I didn't want to interrupt the Meiji, but there's this thing that the Meiji does. <laughs> if you're a rap person, you understand. The Meiji who can give his life to Christ for maybe two, three, four, five months. Like, <laughs> I'll give my life to Christ. I don't feel like When I'm done doing my shit, I would return it. Once, once you're you're done doing your shit, then you go, you put on your holy teas, like you call it, and then you go back to being a good Christian. But anyway, sorry for the segue, continue. Ignored. <laughs> so, I was going to say that I feel like the most entrepreneurial thing I've ever done was like quitting my full-time job at the bank and then becoming a photographer. Like that was the first time that I wasn't sure of where like my next income was going to come from. I just felt like I was very passionate about photography enough that I just wanted to give it a shot. But I mean, I haven't said that though. I'd worked at GT Bank for like um, about three years, three and a half years. The pay was very good. And I felt like I'd saved enough to be fine for like maybe a year or two. If And if photography didn't work out, I could always like go back into banking or something. Anyway. What was the, what was the pay? At the bank? Yeah. I started on like 200 then before I left, I was earning like about 300k. Oh, well, that's very good money. Yeah. 
And I mean, I was saving virtually most of it unless like, cause like the worst you would do was every Friday would all go out, hang out and drink. And it's not like you were the only one ordering. Everyone was spending because we all worked at the bank or some people were working in an investment firm. So everyone took turns like spending and like no one was spending heavily like that. So I think that's what I'm saying as well. Sorry, Dimitri. Sorry. Yeah. Go on, go on. No, No, what was your comment? I said, that's one of the things I missed about Nigeria. Like, when we all went out, like, worst case scenario, all of us, if you're going out that night, you might have like maybe 5K or something in your pocket. And then once we all drink or something, we just put the money together and then we seem like big boys, but it's just everybody, you know, putting money just together. contributing and, their piece. Yeah. That's one thing I really miss about Nigeria. We just, we, we go out, we like, we get a table and then we just misbehave and people look like, oh, look at these rich boys or something. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Dimitri, sorry, sorry to bring you back. So you were getting two hundred k. Was was that the entry level? Is that TBO or what, what was that? Yeah, ET ET executive training. Yeah, ET started on like um, it was like one night one one hundred and ninety eight or something. Oh wow, GT was really. I heard GT was playing well. Oh, but the, GT really was playing up. well at first. A lot, a lot of people were trying to get into GT. This was really paying out, paying well. My, my my dad was like, why not go? But I I told myself, even Dimitri, do you remember? Um, I did, Dimitri, I what year was this? I did not like banking. Uh, 2013. Okay. I did not like banking for anything. My because, dad tried to get um, me a job at um, um, NCA National Civil Aviation Authority. I don't know. Dimitri, you, you remember now? I was giving that just. Yeah. I don't know if, if you remember. I was trying to get. I, I was trying to get a job there, and then it just fell through. And I just went. You know what? Fuck it. I just started doing my business. I said, way, am I the only one that feels like that word or that phrase fell through looks like the thing succeeded instead of not succeeding? That's what I used to think. Yeah, that's what I Later, later, I realized that. <laughs> Good job, you know, you, know, you, know, you know what? Wait, sorry, guys. You know what? Like, back, back in the days when we used to follow, what do you call it? Um, uh, transfer news, midnight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's about to close, about to close. You yes. see, oh, so 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 dream, so so deal fell through. Oh, you don't sign. Tomorrow morning, you realize the fell through. Oh, the job on you. I feel like you just three of us. Victor, where are you? Are, are you there? Victor was yeah, going to tell yeah. us about his bank, uh, his bank um, stuff. Okay. Oh, I worked at uh, with Big for a while. How much are they paying you? Three <laughs> uh, k a day. What? 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 what, what? 2K a day. Three. I was a casual staff. Oh, okay. But yeah, I was with casual... the bank. I was with their um, pensions house. Like, so, SIPML, the Stambic IBTC Pensions Limited. Was this in Lagos? Yeah. Um, what was the name of that street? 3K per day. So please, yeah. 3,000 3, times. I mean, how I many weekdays are in, 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 the, in the month? Five. 20. 20. So, roughly about... Between 30 and 50k if you work well and all that. <gasps> in a fortnight. A day in a month. Problem. Problem. Oh, what do you think the reality of things is in Nigeria? Like there are people earning 30k. I will still get Dimitri. to my story now. But I want Dimitri to finish story. Like when um, the said it was earning 200k, that was like, whoa. That's why I was like. 200k, you're getting hey. 200k in uh, GTB. At, yeah, at so, that's very, very good money. So, <laughs> very good money. Some people like then, when, even before when, I came there, then I left, then I went to work in the north in Kano and I wasn't paid for it. It's why I'm coming to Australia. 
Ah. Now what? Well, you know, it be things, though. It be things. In Nigeria, again, just like here, information is really key. There's a, there's a lot of good paying jobs. The only problem is obviously getting the information about them and then getting into them. My guy, now there is not a lot of good paying jobs. Leave that story. You know people, you get the job. If you don't know people, you don't get the job. A lot of people want. So there's good paying jobs, but you won't get it if you don't know the people in charge of it. You're correct though. Because so, I remember that job, the NCA job I was talking about, the, I think my starting was, I think, 135 or something. And it was like yeah. to talk 20, 20, 2012. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll tell stories about, about my, my stuff later when Dimeji is done. Dimeji, you were telling us about um, the only teas and stuff. Yeah. So, like the photography, as I said, was like the first time anyway. And then um, later on, like I, I was just at some point, I just got like very frustrated with everything in Nigeria and I just felt I needed to leave anyway. And obviously, I came here. Like I was then, I, I wanted like an experience of somewhere I could go to that was like uniquely, like get that unique, like Lagos nightlife kind of experience. And there was nothing like that, but like, it was very hard for me to think of like setting up something like that. While, as I said, like thinking of, I'm not on a temporary visa. What happens if I need to go back home and stuff like that. And I don't know. I think sometimes these things are just like a product of your environment because I, I can imagine that some, even if a black kid concept that grew up in the UK, as far as it, if some of them are here right now, like running like shit and like running their own businesses, because even though they're on like a temporary visa, because as far as they're concerned, when they go back home to the UK, it's still like a good environment to be back in. But yeah. I guess being from Nigeria, you're just like, oh, I can't like, I can't go back to Nigeria with like maybe just 3,000 Australian dollars in my hand, for instance. Like, what am I going to set up in Nigeria with 3,000? And that keeps you hustling. But where I was actually going with this is the fact that even after, like, I mean, I just got my permanent residency anyway, so not to be hard on myself, but even now that I've gotten my permanent residency, I've still not sat down to try to like work out what I want to do that would make sure I don't continue to work. And we we're still having that conversation at my office yesterday, jokingly, where like all of us were just gisting and drinking. And then so I don't know what led to the conversation about who was the longest person who had stayed the longest in the company. And they were like, oh, I think that girl over there stayed six years. And they said six years. And I was just like, fuck, like, I don't like, I was like, I've never worked for anyone for up to five years before. Like, mm-hmm. my longest is three years. And then someone, someone in nature now joked and she was like, well, maybe this is the one in my head. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I still want to work for anyone for five years. But then again, like, if you don't want to work for anyone for five years, you should already be laying down the plans of, like, kinemofeshi. Like, you should start thinking about it now. And I think for me, what I would still like to do is, like, a proper, like, Lagos hangout spot that people can come to regularly that gives you like an authentic Lagos experience, like the proper music, the proper food and sell it as affordable as possible. Not trying to like, um, kill people just because they are trying to eat go, like go. Nigerian food or drink Nigerian drinks. Don't do us that, uh, one more money for $15. Or don't do that. No, part. no. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't like, I, I mean, I'm not trying to criticize the one more money for $15, but it's possible that 
That is how much. They man, fuck that program. shit. Criticize it. That's that's rubbish, bro. How, how the fuck would you sell more more One half, no, not even proper more that you buy in Lagos and you enjoy. One more with that fake for fifteen dollar. And you fuck know, you shit. know, like I got the craziest feedback recently. So, like my team of that I work with at my company is mostly made up of people who are like first generation or second generation migrants. Like there's no white person in my team. And because of that, we do all this stuff we call cultural dinner, where we all take turns taking each other to like um, restaurants from where we are for, or originally from. So the first one we did was like a Persian restaurant because they're like two Iranian guys. And then we went to like a Turkish restaurant. And then the next one was the Nigerian one. Then I think we've done like Chinese, English, and Indian. The English guy took us to a bar, unfortunately, because <laughs> <laughs> the English did not create anything for themselves. Yeah, just be that poor. Just stealing everything. Oh, they they created fish and chips now. Go need dafu fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the what was the feedback on that? Um, don't, I don't want to mention the name of the. No, no, please don't, please. I'm glad you didn't say anything. Thanks for being very, very polite. Yeah. So. The feedback was the Nigerian one was the most expensive. Of course. Bruh. And that was sad to hear. I was trying to like defend it. And the crazy part was like, so they've been to places where like maybe because, I mean, the crowd is not the same. Like the first one we went to the Persian, I think there was probably just five of us. But the Nigerian one, there was eight of us and it was still the most expensive dinner we had. Wow. And, 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 and it wasn't like it was for me, it wasn't a nice feedback to hear because I can imagine that anytime that guy wants to go to the Nigerian restaurants now, all he thinks of is that, ah, God, I'm about to go spend a lot of money. And yeah. we both know that in Nigeria, there are places you can go to where you don't have to spend a lot of money and you still get a very good experience. And yeah. I think for me, like, I feel like that market is still very available yeah, where people yeah. can go to have like maximum fun and they don't have to like cough out everything that's I need, I need to tell you guys I need to tell you guys something for people that are, uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course you can. Yeah, 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 you've been hearing yeah, I, I, I need to tell you guys something for people that are want to go into um consumptions like food businesses and all that there is always a market like you guys can be selling the same thing and be different places but there is always a market for it so if Dimeji wants to start selling beer, chips, um, asu, and this, and can you start doing the same thing 10 blocks away on Nagosi sale? That's the, that's uh, the, but, but, bro, 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 bro. Wait, you will sell, but if you're doing like if you're doing like a niche market like that, that is Nigerian food, and you're doing it in Australia here, yeah, my guy, one of the businesses will run down. You yeah, because you need licenses be, and they've got laws. You need licenses, you need all that shit, and we, the population is not that big. For you exactly. to be able to cash out like that, but, but so you have to be very strategic. Like what Dimeji was saying, sorry to cut you short. What Dimeji was saying about having a bar, my God, that's like one of the best ideas ever. Because I know I've heard about a guy, a South African guy, having a bar here somewhere in Reservoir, and the guy is really cashing out big time. So if you want to go into that sort of thing, like he has a bar, the the, the people go there drink. I've never been there. But one of my guys was telling me about going there, but you know, I couldn't go there because of lockdown last weekend. So maybe this weekend or the next weekend I'll go there and see. Yeah. And he was telling me about the place is always very bubbly and lively, and there's Nigerian music, there's Nigerian food and stuff. But it's not really for food, it's more for the atmosphere and the drinks and you know, yeah. the bike, you drink star, all those sort of Nigerian drinks that people Yeah, give. I think I was going to use my experience in London as an example, but then again, you said something, there's a lot of Nigerians in London. But yeah. even 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 at that though, like 
there was a lot of Nigerian bars and Nigerian food on the same area, in the same area, and people were just tripping in, in and out. So yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. The, good the good thing, the good thing is, sorry, yeah, the, the good thing is our food, our, our atmosphere, our vibe is not just a Nigerian thing. A lot of people are going to come in, so it's going to be more Ni- Nigerians. But at the end of the day, non-Nigerians are, are going to be your major your major market. So yeah. hence my saying, you go still sell. As long as you are, you, are, you are giving people good, as what you guys are selling is good, you will still sell. Uh, well, if, if you're doing that sort of drink stuff like Dimeji was talking about, and you are the first to do it, then it's it's very good. But if you're doing food, like you, you already have that sort of, like like Dimeji was saying earlier, like it's expensive. I don't know why that guy is put his mouth, you know, no, maybe guy not or easy woman running a restaurant. Yeah, I was Nigerian supposed to go into something like that when I saw the course, like. And the hoops you have to jump. Yeah, it's crazy. Sell your food. And remember, remember. Um, Nigerians are not much. The population is not much because definitely you need Nigerians first. Or no, but like, to be honest, Victor, I think the bulk of people that go to a restaurant that is uniquely one culture are usually not people from even that, that culture. culture. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. Yeah. So, but get get that correct. To, and if, like, yeah, for instance, I used to know a friend, Saba, Ethiopian, we used to run. Um, um, Saba's restaurant on in Fitzroy. Majority of exactly, you know Saba. The majority of people that visited Saba were not Ethiopians. They were white, Lebanese, everybody that. from all over. And the used world. to sell. I think uh, the, the guy also used to, used to have hookah there. Yeah. What? what? He's have hookah there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's not Saba. That's someone oh, else. Okay. That's someone yeah, Saba was like strictly a restaurant, and like majority of the people, I guess, were not Ethiopians. Definitely. And I think that's usually the trend. Like, majority of your people would not visit your restaurant. Yeah. Because usually they're already cooking their, that meal, unless they just wanted that experience. Majority of the people that will be visiting you will be people that just want a feel of that culture. Yeah. Which was yeah, why that the good. feedback, which was why the feedback I got from my colleagues for the cultural night was like sad to hear because they were like, oh, and obviously it was joking. Yeah, it was not like they were complaining, but it was just, it was not a good feedback for me to hear that, oh, the Nigerian um, culture night was the most expensive. And it was like, fuck, there was like eight or nine of us and these guys are still saying it was the most expensive. And get it though, it's not like they are complaining that they couldn't afford it. It was just the fact that it was, it was uniquely expensive compared to everything else. And all of our dinners, we eat a lot. Like, we eat a lot because it's just, we just order everything and then we eat and we split the bills among ourselves, but the Nigerian restaurant just ended up being the most expensive. That's all. Mm, yeah. All right. Yeah, Can well, you, you're going to tell us about your about about your 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 experience. Oh, is, is, yeah, I will. Is the magic done? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm done. I felt like you still haven't told us like the question you asked Badi about the three things that you think are holding you back and what you can do about them. Yep. Uh well, I think initially it was fear. Like, um, like what would I? If I had to like go back home, like how would I like if and I had to start all over again, like what would I be? I need money to go back home and start all over again, but that's not a legit reason anymore. Then I think the two other fears would be I think laziness would probably be one of it, actually. And like I'm too like like a desicle about a lot of stuff. And if this is what I want to do, I just need to take it serious and go after it. Because like, I remember, like, unfortunately, like, COVID has actually killed a lot of people's dreams. When I was moving to, um, just before I moved to... Um, Sydney? To Sydney, yeah, thanks, bro. Um, 
Bade, you remember Eddie now, Kofi? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Eddie was like going to start like a proper, he, w- he wanted to start like a mixed restaurant and a karaoke bar. But oh. like karaoke that was tending to like um, African music. songs and stuff yeah. like that. And like he had like this brilliant idea. He was going to open it up at North Coast. He already got the license, which was why like Victor, when you were talking about license, I was like, if Eddie could sort this out himself, like anybody can. And I'm not like, I'm giving okay. that as a prop to Eddie. Like he took his time. He did all the arrangement and everything. And he got a place he was going to rent and stuff like that. The only thing that killed his drink was obviously COVID because like, why would you be opening a bar and a restaurant and stuff like that during COVID, COVID period? So I don't think getting a license is like something really crazy that would be, it's hard for you. And I think Australia is also known for being like majorly small businesses. So whatever license you want to get, it will be very easy for you to get it. And I think maybe that's just being it though. Laziness and maybe like just to being lax about things. Like if that's what I want to do, then I need to just make up my mind, do the proper investigation and just go after it. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's very good. Uh, Yeah. So about, you were talking about the bar. I still have that, like that, um, I have that idea myself, like starting like some, not really a nightclub because the thing is you have, you, you need a license to serve liquor for some, at some time and stuff like that. Yeah, but if, yeah, you can yeah. open up a, if you can open up a bar, like I've always thought about that. If anyone was really interested in that, we could always just start planning about that. Cause I was thinking in the city, you know, boys go to the city a lot of time. They want to go to the club, but they can always chew in your bar for a while and stuff like Yans that. And vibes. So, the bar. You can sort of have, um, have an atmosphere too. and you guys huh? listen to me. Yans and vibes, the bar. Yans and vibes, you come in, you get your yans, you listen to, you chat to people that are there, you listen to nice Nigerian music, it'll give you sweet vibes, and it's a bar, you're drinking alcohol. So yans and I vibes. I will not sell you my money for $15. I will not sell you my money for $15. No, no, my money for $15. Yans and vibes, yeah, I mean, you come in, you just like get your 5 a.m. Two! <laughs> 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 you can't bring your 5 a.m. with you. To this something we can actually you know discuss though like you can we, we can try we can venture yeah, into like, it, like, like, go, like, like it's a very good idea like but yeah it's it's it has to be somewhere where you know you know, it's going to be very bubbly, very lively, like, not just... Dimitri, I hope you, you, you don't feel like we are stealing your idea, though. We're in different no, states, no, man. No. He can have his idea in that state and we can have our idea in another state. We're in different yeah. states. We are not competitive. We are not but competitive. at the end of the day, we've been, Why can't we put open the bars in different states? Yeah, obviously. We're all in different states, so that's what's going to happen. But we need to start... We need to start one first. One has to be a test run, and then it's fine. And you need to move into different states. You know? Yeah, well, I'd I'd like to get more information from that from uh, Dimitri's friend Eddie. That Eddie, where is he from? Um, born here. Parents are Congolese Ghanaian. Congolese Ghanaian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that like that Eddie, I'd like to know how he got his liquor license and stuff like that. Because I was I was list, I was um thinking about something like that, like having just like a chill place in the city, and you know people can always. I'm sure you know if you have. A very nice, if you're in a very nice location and you play very good music and you have, you know, like Africa, um, like Star and all those kind of lager beers and stuff from Niger, I'm sure a lot of people will come in and sort of, you know, 
we're really interested in that sort of thing. And, um, anyway, um, Kenny, you're going to tell us your your own bit of it. Yeah, well, I've never been like one that is very very enthusiastic about uh, entrepreneurship, but um, so you know, I was asking Dimitri earlier about how much, how much, how much, because I was working in a bank for three years as well, and I. When I first joined, I joined as um, IT staff and they paid me like maybe like 20,000 20, then for a month. As an IT, I was earning 50k in the bank. Yeah, hey, they see, they see different, they see level. Then after that, I went. But Dredge has connected. Dredge had legs somehow. No, 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 no. It's because of his certification because he went with the BSc, yeah, with a bachelor's degree. I went with with um, national diploma with OND. So after that, I went into, I went to what do you call it? Um, I don't know what they call SOF. What's the full meaning of SOF? Anyway, there's like a subdivision for if you had, um, you were doing with your OND or you were doing with your BSc or whatever, but they weren't really employing people with BSc, so you can always go through the. I can't remember. Why is our system like that though? Sorry, Kenny. Sorry to cut short, but why is our system like that though in Nigeria? It's a very dodgy system. Like, it's a very, very dodgy system. It's so bad. Imagine before you got the bank job, did you know someone? Nah, I just wrote the exam. I did my IT and like I did my NYC at the bank, sure. Yeah. But I feel like so I had some history yeah. with the bank. If you have like OND and stuff, like you're so you're very limited to what you can get. Yeah. And that's and that's not fair. Like it's, yeah, just, it's, it's just a system, the classist system. Yeah. Very, very classic system. Yeah, here in Nigeria. Sorry, sorry, here, here in Australia. My 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 manager before she had just a diploma, bro. I've got a master's, but that doesn't mm. like, it, it doesn't it doesn't count. It's, it's later on, later on after a while that they must start paying you um a little bit extra for for your um for your for your degree, but that it just depends on what agreement that you signed on before you started st- started your work. You know, like my 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 direct manager, bro. I think he finished from like what maybe uh. Year twelve, something like you know, but they've got wealth of experience. But you know, Nigeria doesn't give you the opportunity. Even if you have twenty years of experience, if it's OND, that's it. Your your pay yeah. is limited, and it's not fair. Yeah, it's it's a very that's the way it's structured. But yeah. Anyway, so after that, I went into the I, I don't know what is sorry I'm it's called SOF. Anyone that works in SkyBank or knows anything about SkyBank will know what what I mean by SOF. But it's like a, a subclass before the tip entry level, like what the major was talking about. And I was yeah. getting, I think I was getting 56K back then. 56K? Yeah. And the crazy thing about that was my brother who always, because my brother was in China, he moved in China, to China like a few years before I started working in a bank. And he always, say, always asked me, how much are you earning? And I'll tell him, say, what the hell? Why are you still there? Come to China, come to China. Anyway. So I wasn't really very, very uh, passionate about um, entrepreneurship, but he used to send stuff, like we'll buy clothes and stuff and send, and I would sell out easily. Like people would want to buy them and, you know. Um, and one of my cousins got me um, uh, got me in to work for EFCC. Wow, okay. So I went to Abuja a few times. I went for the exams. I passed the exams. So this was during Good Luck Jonathan's um, tenure as the president. So mm. I went, I went to Abuja. I, I wrote the exam. They called me back and said, "Oh yeah, you passed the exam. Come in for interview." But this is like the worst interview I've ever conducted, and the uh, panel I've ever faced in my life. 
So you you go in for um well it was very good money. I think they were paying like one hundred eighty thousand dollars a month or something like that. Dollars, bro. Dollars. Naira. Sorry, I keep saying dollars every time. <laughs> sorry. So I think they were paying like one hundred eighty thousand naira for entry level back then. Don't quote me on that. I can't quite remember. But anyway, so I went for the um, interview, and the interview was like a panel of five. It's like it's, you know all those put up panel. I don't know if anyone saw put up panel on TV. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That sort of that's sort of stuff you go in for when you're interviewing to become to join the FCC. Wow. So there's like this. Their boss is like the heads of EFCC. Like I don't know the director, whatever. They all sit like that in the panel, and they will line you guys up like everyone that is past that level to come for that. In, that 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 is coming for that interview. They will line you, you all up. You, have you ever done Yahoo in your life? <laughs> no. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo. So they will line you all up, and they will you all sit down and they will start throwing questions at each at you and they will point at you. Oh, so, so, so name coming, so, so name. So they will like, they will put you, you all sit based on your names and they will start throwing questions at you. And they were like, what's, sing the second national anthem. What the fuck? What's the second national anthem? First national anthem, said, we never have any words. Talk about the second national anthem. Oh God. Oh God of creation. Yeah. Direct and God. Guide our leaders, right? What? Teach the youth the truth to know. Yeah, yeah. What? Google it. I'm not, that, I'm not making it up, I promise. Is that it? Is that, does anyone, can anyone confirm if Buddy is singing the right thing? Yeah, Google. All right. <laughs> all right, keep going. I'm I, 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 I continue your gist. No, no, keep going. <laughs> continue your gist. Go anyway, so they asked me to sing the next second national anthem. I, I can't even remember exactly what because even if you know it, the tension, my guy, the people guys that was like so I remember that every other thing, every other question, I, I was really excellent in every other question. But for that national anthem, I'm like singing right in front of panel of you know EFCC bosses. Anyway, so they were supposed to call me back for if I got the job or not. But the thing was, that was the time when good luck Jonathan was taking forever to approve budget, and without Jonathan approving budget, no one can get the job. Wow. Yeah, that's because it's a government job. So if Jonathan doesn't approve budget, you can't they can't really say okay. So as I was waiting on that one, waiting on that, one, waiting on like, oh boy, like this, China this is just turning to forever. Like all the guys that we did together, they were already guys that didn't make it, they were already telling them they didn't make it, and they never told me anything. I was like, this shit is taking forever, bro. So I just thought, to be honest with you, with the China trip, I never really planned to go to China. It just it was my thinking about it was even less than 30 months. I was like, when, uh, my cousin was like, oh, he wanted to go to China. I was like, uh, when he missed about the good China, that's how I resigned. Are you serious? Yeah. And that's how I resigned. I went to China. And going to China, that's a very, very different experience. But it was very, very good pay, like way better than whatever shit they were paying you in Lagos. Or, you know, because I remember I was like, I was doing hourly classes um, as um teaching English to Chinese kids. And I remember I was in like 80 RMB then and that was I can't remember exactly what the exchange rate was. Give me a second. Let me let me look at per it. Day or per hour? Per hour. Far out. So I was getting like 80 RMB per hour. So that is X give me a second guys. Um a So that's 16 Australian dollars. Um, and that's five thousand something in Nigerian currency. 
So, and that was the hourly rate, and that was what I, gained, I was getting per hour, and some jobs coming I was from someone that wasn't earning that much to earning that. How did that make you feel, bro? I just I would con- um, convert to Nigerian currency. I'll be like, oh my god, why didn't I move all these years? Like, this <laughs> that I was doing like back in Nigeria, like, like, and the life was very, you know, the first thing that you notice when you travel out of Nigeria is like light, like there's constant power supply. Like I was, there was one time I wanted to play. We're playing video games. I'm me and myself and my brother were playing um, Pro Evolution Soccer. Yeah. I was, we wanted to go to the bathroom or something or go to it. And I was like, ah, wait, let's continue. Let's continue. It was like, my guy, relax now. They don't really take light anywhere. Now we will come back. <laughs> <laughs> Dimitri, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, just to Yeah. So it was like, so yeah. So after I left, after I left um, working, the first place I worked in China, and then I went to somewhere else that was really paying me like, massive amount of they were paying me like 15 grand a month 15,000 RMB which was like some ridiculous amount of money that I never made in my which life which currency be RMB? That's China Chinese yuan oh so right now 15,000 naira is almost like 15,000 um, RMB like yuan I'll just say yuan it's like almost a million naira how much that in, how much that in, in, in Australian currency? that's um $3,000 in Australian currency oh okay so they were paying me that and everything you know considering you were living in China and everything is very cheap you know what I mean like, like the, I was living in a penthouse my guy wow with, was, with, with 3,000 Australian dollars my guy I was paying less than I was paying less than 2,500 um, Chinese yuan out of 15,000 I was getting so wow. what is that 2,500 so that's about $500 that's what I was paying every month wow. and that was very expensive because I was living in an area where you know it was newly developed and all that and so <clears throat> it was it was very good money, but then I thought, oh yeah, I'm not gonna do this forever. Like I can't just because mm-hmm. the thing is, when you're living in a country where there is not many people that speak your language, I had a friend, a few friends that were Nigerian, would catch up, would go to the bar at night, and would go to club and stuff, and Aja uh, China. But how do you guys how do you guys communicate with the girls there? Though? Oh, at, at some point you have to pick up a few words, my guy. At some point you have to pick up a few words, and the last city where I lived in was like. Was with um a few uh, people who spoke English, so it was a bit easier to communicate. Mm-hmm, okay. So, yeah, Kenny, so th- at, what, at what time did you actually do like uh um like a business, like uh, or get an so idea? That's what I'm coming to. So all okay, that yeah, time, like working for people and stuff. So I was like, I can't keep working for people forever. Like I came here and I I, I was working in the company for five years and. And then I moved to another company. But before I moved, I changed company like recently, which was like a few months ago. I was already thinking like, oh yeah, this year I should start my own business myself. You know what I mean? Like, and I was already researching and um, trying to think of how to start. But like one of you was saying earlier, it's, you know, when you have a family, you have a very young family, you think about them as well. Like you can't just leave what you're doing and just move into that field. Like you want to start business. So what I've been doing recently is like trying to, buy cars um from the u.s and send them i've bought a couple oh, um, okay. how's that going well i haven't got paid yet because the car is just one of them is just getting shipped like to not i don't know maybe very soon anyway i think you were, you were saying something about that a while ago yeah so i've been i've been thinking about that for a while i was trying to buy um like cars here and sort of like parts and stuff and ship it to nigeria but everyone i spoke like i spoke with um someone who told me that 
you know, it's not a very good business considering it's coming from Australia. Australia, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I, it was I, cheaper I, for you to do it from the US. I, I think I also told you that as well. Yeah, but this was someone who was doing the business. But the other guys I spoke with that were doing the business were like, oh yeah, if you put forty grand in it, you very very likely to get ten grand on top of the forty grand. And I said that's very good money. You know what I mean? Like if you put forty thousand dollars and you, in the space of six months and it's it turns into fifty thousand dollars, I don't think you guys are making that much money on your trading and stuff that you're doing. Do you, it depends on what on what you're trading. <laughs> it depends on what you're buying. Can you just exactly. go? You go yeah, on. yeah. I'm just saying. No, no. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how how how. So to me, that was like good money. But another person I spoke with was like, oh yeah, that's not that's not um, it's not actually that that way. It doesn't always work like that. Like sometimes you can buy all this stuff and it gets to Nigeria and people will be like, oh yeah, I'll pay you later. I'll pay you later. You know, no one Nigeria pay now that you'll be selling things like on um on credit. So, so that 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 sort of put me off doing business like through buying cars from here and spare parts and sending to Nigeria. So I decided, okay, I'll, I'll throw some money at um doing that from the US, like buying cars that are used. And and I I got the hint that everyone wants to buy a Toyota, anything from two two thousand and three upwards and stuff. So I've been sort of every night I'm glued to my phone looking at Facebook and whatever. Um, try to find cars and send them to my brothers. And my, my brother will look at it and he will see if it's actually um, a good buy and he will talk to the guy and stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing recently. And also, for the, for my, the, the job I'm doing right now is um, like structural steel. I work in a structural steel company. So we do installation. Of, uh, we sell steel to uh, people who are building commercial and residential sites. Yeah. So, so I've, I'm really, really thinking about starting my own stuff as well. But uh-huh. what sort of pushed me what sort of pushed me back on that is I had a friend that we used to work together that started his own stuff. And I spoke with him last week and he said, Oh yeah, bro, a lot of these builders are illiterate. I don't want to fucking deal with them anymore. Like they'll oh, fuck wow. you up big time. They will not pay you on time and they will sort of hold you to some stupid um standard like, oh yeah, if you don't get your money up front, it's always difficult getting your money out of them most of the time. And they'll have gotten things from the from the client and stuff. So that that's that's one pushback I've been getting from that front as well. So that's if I'm gonna say I'm looking to be a bit of entrepreneur, that's those are the two fronts that I'm really really. So what right now, but so are you saying what's been holding you back is because of first of the fear of, of I don't want to say the unknown when it comes to the, your, your structural business because someone has told you that the guys don't pay you. What if you, have you thought of maybe you can deal with them in a different way? Maybe if you start your own business, you get maybe a certain amount of money up front and then once the business is concluded, then they pay you pay you the rest or something. Yeah, so this business, you need a lot of money to go into it. That's one thing. So I would okay. say one of my things is capital. Okay. If I'm going to make it like a personal business, I still need to throw a lot of capital into it. The other and thing is, you don't think bank can borrow you that kind of you can get a kind of loan from the bank if you want to start that business? Ah, well, it depends on where he wants to borrow from, though. But small business loans can be very expensive. Yeah, with the interest and stuff, it's gonna yeah. kill you. So unless like uh, you're making like you're doing like 10x or 8x on your business, then obviously you can go and borrow money from a bank, but but I mean obviously that's that's something you can consider though, like how to fund the business. Uh, I'm a very, very risk um, assessment person. Like I'll, 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 I'll sit down and look at the risk. And when I speak with people and they tell me, oh yeah, this, I did this and it went bad for me. I did this and it went bad for me. Even though I've been thinking about it for a year, 
that sort of plays in my mind over and over and over again. I do know this person. I trust his, you know, his business acumen and he's very smart and stuff. And if he's failed in this, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. the reason why he's failed. Um, you know how they say you learn from other people's mistakes? So oh, True. You learn from other people's mistakes, but then again, sometimes you might not really... You learn from the mistakes, but you might need to make yours to actually learn from it. Yeah, you might need to make yours, but it's not when you're throwing a lot of money at it. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be very expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very expensive mistake. So it's not when you're throwing money at it. The other thing I do like hobby is when I just make music and stuff. I do make, I've made a few pennies from it, but it's not really like substantial money that you want to... How much have you made from it? Uh, well, selling beats, sometimes $200, sometimes $100 and stuff. But the thing is, it's more of a hobby for me. And if I wanted to go into that, I would want to build a studio. If there's anything I'd say, okay, I want to resign, and I would, that would be one thing I would really want to do, like build a studio that mm-hmm. is customized for myself. And then I can start having people there to work and stuff like that. So that's another thing. If I wanted to say, oh, yeah, I'm thinking of being an entrepreneur. Mm. So, yeah, that's my, um, those are my failings. And that's um, my idea about being an entrepreneur. Victor, we've not had your entrepreneur ideas. Um, please don't tell me you want to start selling Kucha at 5 a.m. <laughs> oh, I thought you talked about that one. No, for real. For, oh, hold on. For real, you want to at 5 a.m.? Oh, for real. What do you call that? Only, only fans. Like we see, no matter go, how. Go only fans. Only teas. No, 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 no. Things are go bad yeah, in Nigeria and all that. Be a pal of myself. People must drink beer. People must chop suya. People must chop kuchi. So this is I'm not being emotional about it, like it's just the fact, like forget the fact that oh I want to enrich people's lives, blah 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 blah. The truth of this matter is economic climate is not favorable for any kind of business over there. But from my years in Nigeria, I see those three things. There's always market for them. But yeah, um I've always been technically um inclined. That's why I studied engineering. So I've always wanted to have my own workshop and the car wash. That was in Nigeria. But coming here, I still want my own workshop and like a record yard where I can dismantle cars, work on cars, just play with things and all that. But you know, life happened. Man had to get a temporary job just to survive. But it's looking like that temporary job is becoming permanent. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the entrepreneurial life is just but, like um, man. Vito, I feel like I know that you are technical and all that, but I feel like you need to have like a restaurant or something. Yeah, because Vito, Vito loves cooking when he's in the spirit, and he he loves to experiment shit. And I don't know how he does it. Most of his, his experiments always turn out good. But that's the thing because I use that to distress. Like hmm. you know, I can be very tired and I just bake a cake, try a new recipe, and boom, or I'll look for one food and just add. But that's me distressing. I feel by the time I turn it into a business, it's now added stress in my life. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> because I have it for perfection. Like, you know, it must be perfect. Like, things must be... Like, you said, like, I, 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 I say, now it's not talking, I say, so you said Versace. <laughs> no, I just like things going a certain way. Like, the way I imagined it in my head, I like things playing out like that. As soon as they start to deviate, you know, my stress level, cortisol is already... Um, pumping in my system, which is not good for my blood pressure. 
So that's why I haven't monetized my cooking or baking yet. I'm still looking into it. Like I did the research, did the restaurant licensing, how to get people to come in. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, we can hear you, Kenny. Uh, I can you hear me? I yeah, think you Okay, yeah, so but one thing that has really stuck with me still is still my passion for my breakers and workshop. But the thing is, the challenge there is I need land like a huge acreage and all that, which I cannot do on my own. So I have to go to the banks, get a loan. I'm interested in that. But how viable? I'm interested in how that viable can I can invest in your business. Oh, it's viable in a place like Tasmania because yeah I was going to say in Tasmania you can see the land but what, what, what I mean how viable is that like rare cars are you going to buy cars from other people and selling the parts to here or sending the parts back home like what's there what's, oh here yeah, yeah. Uh, not even Nigeria because during casting like Kenny said I met um, a group of guys doing that when I first moved to Australia Mm-hmm. I think I think you told us about that yeah. where they where they give you um, KFC. 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 <laughs> yeah, but you're good to be on the ocean for like four months. I beg, I'm not that patient. Plus, <laughs> it's not guaranteed because when it gets to Nigeria, who will buy it? You need people on that end too. You cannot control that. Yeah. So yeah. they might rip you off or undersell or whatever. I don't know what's going to go on, and I don't know if they use money. So. I wasn't too enthusiastic about sending home, but in Australia here, it's good. Like because you can have an online um, presence and people just make an order, then it's more delivery free. Then if you have, uh, if you go to the stage where you have workers under you, somebody's job might be delivering parts to different mechanic workshops or different individuals that need the parts themselves instead of them waiting for the. That one is sad. The reason I was discouraged about that one, where I used to live in Brisbane, when I did a drive around, I counted nothing less than eight different. Okay. But that's in Brisbane, but here in Tassie, not that much. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking into that now, but to be honest, I'm still trying to get my paper sorted out. So that's like priority for me. So the business is kind of taking a back seat. But as soon as I get that, then I know what I want to do. Mm. And yeah, but I also see a future in IT too. So, Oh, uh, okay. There's well, you need to, you're not the darling. So like, if, if, if you had your way now, right, what would it be? IT oh, or... IT and, yeah, that's the thing. You can have the two. IT and engineering, they kind of, you know, go hand in hand. Yeah. I might not be called IT, IT, but I can have an engineering practice like not you know engineering example like my own vectors workshop and all that and with some you know online presence which it comes in handy mm. just make the your your the interface really interactive for you know the consumers and all that yeah that's it i just have because i like playing with cars so it is that i've been stopping you uh first of you haven't gotten your residency yep um secondly land land mm-hmm. i feel yeah, like if you, if you get a residency that's something you can actually get a loan for oh yeah you get a loan, found... but you cannot just have a mechanic workshop anywhere no it has to be yeah away from residential. It has to be. 
um, properties yeah. because the oils and petrochemicals are going to contaminate land. Yeah, but in Tazi, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, for example, let me give you an example. If you want to get something like that, you can go to maybe Austin's Ferry. Austin's Ferry has a lot of empty land that is far away and it's still be close to the city. Yeah, yeah but are they a mark for development? Oh, well, yeah. There you go. I think it has to be like somewhere that has been marked for that kind of business. Yeah, exactly. That's the commercial yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. Like an industrial yeah. avenue yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Um, I feel like we've uh, had a very... Victor, hold on, sorry. Victor, when you are ready, when you've sort of found your business and you've sort of... Let me know. I'm, I want to be an investor in your business. Hmm, Kenny the rich man. Okay. Investor Kenny. Investor Kenny. Who came from Nigeria. So he's, you know, when then, when we're still in uni, when we're doing a master's, that was our job, servicing people's cars. So instead of going to a mechanic, they charge you, we come and service it for you for a fact. Eh? Investor Kenny and entrepreneur Victor. Don't oh, worry. That, we, go, you know, we, go, we go invest now. Everybody so is ready because I think he's a citizen now. He's the one that's waiting on me so that we can start this thing. Oh, he wants to do that business as well. Yeah, like we, we already have everything mapped out. It's just to approach the banks. And oh, well, that would be good. It sounds very good. Approach banks. I, the other thing I was looking at, I, you know, there was a time I was really looking at um, um, franchises. I wanted to buy a McDonald's franchise. Bro, when I saw that shit, Expensive as fuck, bro. That's like 1.5 million dollars. Um, Australia Post, you just need to get a van, approach them, and they'll give you a delivery route. That's it, yeah. But I'll, I'll be driving vans, I'd fuck that. Not driving, you vans. employ somebody to do that for you. But then, how you how do you make the money? Because the money is from you, you make it from the driving, yeah. So, technically, if you're supposed to make 40 bucks an hour, you pay the person maybe 30 bucks an hour, so you get 10 bucks an hour. Mind you, it's That's, passive income. You're not doing anything. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but you're, you're, it's your van. You still, have to, you still have to pay for the van. Service and petrol and stuff. Service and petrol and stuff. So that's what I'm still Yeah, it's going to cost you money, but it's not like um, crypto or betting that you put money on you. You're supposed <laughs> to make money immediately. <laughs> so why not talk crypto for a year? Oh, boys, <laughs> for you. Those two guys, where you they see? <laughs> Oh, I lost money as well. So everybody lose money now. Everybody lose, lose money, money now. So like, yeah, you lost you money. How annoying it is. Yes, you can never withdraw. You just leave it like. Yeah, I didn't lose that much money. Funny enough. Anything we want to make it happen. I just lost like maybe seven hundred or something. I didn't lose that much money. Ah, I lose money. how much you lose? I don't think talk come. I know somebody that lost um over 14 grand. Dimeji, up up was that or, or down was that? Baba, I know if you talk. Up was that? Ah, oh, oh, my relegation. Be like say now, division one. And say, ah, um, 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 BP check out. Just to check your BP. But, but no, I know even they look at I just leave them. I know. Sorry, guys. I don't really know much about this stuff because I, I've not, it's not really picked my interest. But is your money going to come back at some point or is that... Is that it, it can, can, it can come back. It can come back. Yeah, it can. back and it can go. <laughs> but I oh, think Victor, shut up, though, like, yeah, it come back. There is no... It's not guaranteed. It doesn't guarantee. It depends on the market. Anyway. So you can make money and you lose money. 
Mm. Me, I didn't lose that much money. I can't say I lost money because I put in just 500 and at the point my, my 500 went to 1500 and then later my 500, my 500 is down back to 600. So, uh, yeah. So, we, means, I never lost anything. You haven't I lost any money now. So I didn't lose personal down. money. I just yeah. lost money that I, I, I supposed to have, have, have cashed out. That's all. So, it was not your money. I mean, I lost personal money, money Neil. Yeah, you cast out money now. You may just the you may just the best way it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that is if you are doing a business, that's the long term thing. So maybe like three to five years, maybe ten years. So before you are actually seeing profits, like making profit and all that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like it's part of the risk. That's why people 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 like why why I didn't lose that much. Obviously, I diversified. Like I have normal shares and then. My portfolio has oh, different... shares. I lost money in shares too now. Yeah, what I would say about me, I didn't lose that much money in shares. Well, I beg, let's not go there, invest, invest. Now, who they like to invest? Boys, at the end of the day, we're talking about, we're talking about this um, entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship, stuff. yeah. So, it's part yeah. of that shit, though. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but at the end of the day, I think it does come down to if you're working somewhere, you're working for someone, they're paying you really well. My guy, make I don't lie you. Most people won't that entrepreneurship exactly. shit just sort of skips. It sort of people it goes it goes to the back seat and just relax. Yeah. So and I, I feel like because because it's the second coming of Jesus, that thing is hard. Yeah. If you yeah, and again, I feel like because in Australia you get to especially in Tasmania, you get to work and you're working with a 66, 66, 62, 63 year old person, you know. And you guys are making some amount of money. So there's that opportunity for people to work till they are pretty old, you know, and still and, and still make money. So people they tend to be like, why do I to stress myself being an entrepreneur? Like if I if, if I if I can't work anymore, I can maybe manage on center link payments and you know. So there's there's many benefits here. Bro, bro, managing people, that shit is that shit is hard, bro. Like I'm trying to put out a project now and my guy, it's like eight artists on the on this on the joint, and to coordinate and stuff is fucking hard, bro. Not to talk about your business that you put a lot of money into, and that's what I'm saying. Sort of, like it, to be an entrepreneur is really really hard. It's, it's, if you it's have, a little if hard. You have, if you have a very very steady income, like that, and the money is very good, my guy, entrepreneurship they take back with a lot of time. Like you just no, but I mean obviously it's not everyone that is originally going interested in it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, that's that's why uh, only a few people sort of succeed in entrepreneurship. Like, I know people who sort of had, have these sort of ideas as well and just gone into the business and just, at the end of the day, they ended up working for someone. Like, they went, they, they stopped working, went into business, started the business themselves. Business failed after a few years and then they went back to working with, for someone. So, mm-hmm. you know. Personally, up, my own I mean, I guess it's just like the way you believe like me and Badi and Victor, now I guess where we believe in crypto and we put money in it, yeah, and it did not succeed. So you move out and you wait for it to either blow or you take your loss. Like yeah, that and you go yeah, invest in something else. And I think yeah. that's life, which is why, like, when you guys were talking about it, I was just like, me, yeah, I've moved on. So, yeah, and another well, thing that make me uh, that made me accept this um crypto loss is because I used to play Pepe as a gamble. For Bequis, they give you this cash-out option where you just cut your losses and accept your fate and move on. So when crypto crash, it not really shake me like that. Like at the end of the day, not not be today, Abi. You know, like, no, like, like funny thing is, now. I don't even gamble, but like I just wasn't 
affected by it. I was just like, oh my, I did, as in, I just moved on. I was just like, I'm just going to leave all the money I've put inside it there. If the crypto market rises again and then I make everything back, fine. If I don't, I'm just going to ignore everything there and just move on. It's almost like that money was never, that money never existed. And I think, I'm not trying to cheer myself up, but I think that that's the kind of spirit you should have as an entrepreneur also. Yo, exactly. yeah, okay. Sometimes you put so money in some things, it wouldn't work out, but you should not then be dejected and oh, be very depressed and sad. Just oh, pick yourself up and move on and go do yeah. something else. Obviously, whatever lessons you've learned from it, learn it. Like, I've learned lessons now, like maybe putting a stop loss on my account so that when it gets to a point, you just sell everything instead of just waiting out. for the market to return and things like that. Thank and you. Those are lessons that, that you can then abstract into. Those are lessons you can abstract into like other businesses in life that there are times that you need to put in like safety measures and precautions. And I mean, everything is a lesson, child. That's all. Yeah. It's just about getting into that mindset that you're talking about. Like, it's very difficult, you know. Human beings are not really conditioned to just easily just forget about that money that they've like if you are if you are an entrepreneur and you put a lot of money and time and effort into something, yeah. and all of a sudden the thing goes burst, it's not it's not very you know it's very very difficult for a lot of people to just say oh ah, fuck that. I shit. mean that's true because it's like the yeah. Eddie guy I was talking about now. I don't even it's highly possible he had already paid the rent or the lease for that um bar okay. and restaurant in North Coast. What if he had paid and just like that one year has gone, he hasn't been able to run the business. Yeah, yeah like. Yeah, yeah. To say it in Yoruba, like, ah, say you won't kill yourself. They won't kill yourself. As you not me, you won't do. The money don't go, it don't go, no. Yeah. The worst you can, if you've taken a loan, the worst you, the worst you can do is then to go and tell the bank that, okay, there's no way I can pay you. So let's just extend this loan or cancel it or do something. But Yeah, I think that, um, op- that, that option was given to most of the people that, that had yeah, money. Yeah, 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 true, yeah. true. Yeah. But again, I think being a, an entrepreneur, as we've been saying, it just depends on, again, your personality, what you like. But the system that has been run in Australia, I feel like that's why people don't really venture into entrepreneurship because, as I said before, like, if your man, if you're okay with, with the minimal, once you become a PR or a citizen, they'll pay you. Like, you collect center link payments, you know. There's so many benefits here and there. I think you, 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 think, you, you think to yourself, why would I want to go through the stress of starting a business? Hello? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why would I want to go into the stress of starting a business when, um, obviously, if this, isn't, if this goes burst, um, I can get paid. I can get maybe $450 per fortnight or $500 per fortnight or, or something. You know, and then once people have paid up, paid up their mortgage, they were like, look, what the fuck, you know? But as opposed to be in Nigeria where it's either do or die. It's either I make money or I, I literally die, you know? So I feel like that's why Nigerians have that, that hustle spirit, like, because at the end of the day, there's really nowhere to go back to. You know? If I don't make it, I'm going to die of hunger, like literally, you know? So I feel like it's... The, the, the system that has been run in both countries also determines the kind of entrepreneurs or also the determines the kind of people that want to go into entrepreneurship, you know, the spirits, the 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 ideas that you come, that, that you have. Nigeria has, we have a lot of issues, a lot of problems in Nigeria. So you being an entrepreneur is really, really and truly solving, solving one problem in, in a different way, you know? So I feel like these are the issues back in, in Nigeria as opposed to here in Australia, you know, sometimes people say, I want to business, but which business I want to, like, what business would I actually 
venture into that would that would that would, that would really pay off, you know? Yeah, but about yeah, it, despite yeah, everything you said, the bulk of the Australian economy is actually small businesses, though. True, 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 true. Like Correct. the bulk of the Australian economy, like over seventy percent of it is small businesses. You're, 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 you're correct. Well, um, I, I think this is me talking from a migrant, a migrant, uh, I'll say migrant, like come from Nigeria, coming from Nigeria, a Nigerian's point of view, you know, because obviously there's a lot of migrants actually doing businesses, you know, but if we, if you look into it, they're like migrants that have been here for, for a very long time. If, 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 if you check out, check it. So, and anyways, as the study says that if your business doesn't, fall through in the first two, three years, then <laughs> you're, you're good to go, bro. Those are really hard times for a business. Like the first two, I think the first two to five years, if your business can, can sustain past that, I think you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do, I'm definitely going to have a business in the next few years. I'm pretty sure about that, but it's just about what, what is it I'm more passionate about? At that about, point. yeah. You know, it could be that I say, oh, yeah, it's, it's this sort of job that I'm still doing right now that I want to start a business in. It could mm-hmm. be my music stuff. It could be like I say, oh, yeah, fuck this shit. I'm going to Nigeria or I'll go to the U.S. and I'll go buy a few cars and I'll be going to Nigeria and stuff like that. But I do yeah. know for a fact, like in, in maybe three, four years, I'll definitely have a business. Oh, I think same here. I've, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of ideas. You know, my wife, my wife tells me that need to come. I've got a lot of ideas and obviously as you know as well I've already started a business, you know, but it's still very, very low key and you know, but we're still trying to run it a, a little bit. So it's yeah. still it's, it's still taking baby steps. But yeah. Yeah and uh, you guys were telling me you and um Baba Tunde I don't want to mention the guy's name but you were telling me about yeah. the Nigerian guy that has a business and is very lucrative right now. In, oh yeah 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 he's store. he's doing he's doing really well really well for himself. Apparently he's a millionaire now so what business know, is that is be doing is be doing um what's it called in the disability industry? Oh, like he started at home or what? He's not HK, no, he's, he has his own um disability company where he has clients and all that Oh, him. like his own agency. Yep. Okay. No, 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 not agency, like his own company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Okay, yeah. no, don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so apparently nice. he's cashing out big time. Like you yeah, have he's a lot of clients and he's really well. Yeah, he's got a good business. He's got good business ideas. Like he's really standing behind his business firmly. It like he's monitoring it. You know, he's he's going through. He's doing. He's following the standards and the frameworks, and he's not trying to cut any corners. So he's been lucky, and apparently he's been at it for a while. You know, but you know, people will people won't, won't really know the baby steps when it's yeah small. yeah. yeah. So, and then people start using him as an, as an example, but no one knows how how he has gone through the whole. Yeah, no one knows yeah. how many years he's been doing it. Exactly, exactly. So you'll see when he starts driving the Benz and. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. thanks guys for listening to this very long episode. It's going to be cut into two two uh halves, so part one and part two. And um, thank you for listening to all our rants and all our ideas. No, 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 yes. no. If you guys still have ideas, we come for you. If because we've. We spilled out a lot of tea on this on this on this episode. We've talked about different ideas that we have, but at the end of the day, I think the sky is big enough for all of us, though. So yeah, and as we've said before, please send us. Um, I don't say fan mails, just send us emails on ideas that you've had and reasons why um, your your ideas didn't work out here in Australia or any other country that you've. Had.
we've been in. And yeah, you know, we can just read out to all our listeners. Um, yeah, thanks you guys for listening to an episode of Yans and Vibes. Buddy, Becky Bello, aka this guy is signing out. And I will talk there to you guys. Come on, guys, don't hit on the nigga, bro. Come on. <laughs> all right, guys, thank yeah, you very much for just quiet. Saying good things, saying only I'm dead. Yeah. I don't even yeah. think I know people are listening, bro. Maybe the guy just enjoy himself. Make mm. himself. All right, thanks everyone for All listening. Right. This is Kenny signing out. Thanks everyone for listening. Ciao.